felt a bit empty around the castle without Oren and Arthur and Sniz there, but Jan and Willem had a nice time with Kester. In the evening, they had a fire, just like Oren and Arthur and Sniz had done. But in the morning, they knew that it was time for them to go on their next quest. Where are we going to go next? asked Jan. The others have started their quest, but where are we going to go? I have to say, said Kester, I'm glad you ask. I thought after your experience with Kara that, that maybe you were done with quests that you weren't going to want to do any more. I have been doing some thinking, said Kester, and if you really are up for another quest, then how are you both with heat? Well, heat's better than lots of storm and rains, I suppose, said Willem. Yeah, I don't mind heat, said Jan. Well then, said Kester, I think that you might be the perfect pair for the Orange Lands. What can you tell us about the Orange Lands? asked Willem. Well, they're very hot, as I've said, said Kester. But as long as you're right with heat, you'll be fine. There's none of them scary creatures in the Orange Lands. In fact, the folk of the Orange Lands are all quite nice, you know. I have to admit I feel a bit responsible after your last quest. I don't want you going anywhere where you might come across something fierce. Both the boys were very relieved to hear this. Look, as long as you stay in the shade, you'll be all right. But make sure to look out for that julecactus. It's where you find water in the orange lands. There's not much in the way of rivers and lakes. So you have to rely on the cactuses for your liquids. Don't worry, they're easy to spot. They've got bright pink spikes and big green stems. What you've got to do is make a hole with your little knife and put your bottle underneath it. That way the liquids will drain out and you can have that to quench your thirst. There's no way you'll manage to carry enough liquid for your whole stay with you, so it's very important you know where to find them. The boys took in every word he said and they felt fairly confident that they could find the julecactus. Also, said Kester, you're going to have to swap them lovely grass crowns you've been given by the grass people for some sunats. You definitely need some protection where you're going. Kester went inside and he came out with two little kinder hats. They were pointy, a bit like a gnome hat, but they had a rim all the way round them and they had lots of little tassels hanging off the rim. The boys put them on and it tickled their noses and they giggled as they looked at each other. Um... What are all the bits of string for? asked Jan. Oh, those, said Kester. Well, they're useful. They keep away the flies. If flies come near you, all you've got to do is swish your head and they'll be gone. The boys swished their heads and giggled at each other again. Well, with no further ado, said Kester, do you need directions? No, we'll be fine, said Jan. Do you remember we have the shortcut in the book? Kester looked a little confused again. All right, he said, yes. Or an Arthur said something about a book. Well, good luck then, he said. And the boys set off. The boys walked with purpose out of the castle gates and then they closed their eyes and thought their way back to the woods. As soon as they arrived in the holly bush, they took off their hats because they thought that would be a little too unusual if their mothers saw it. Then they flipped to the page of the Orange Lands. And wow, what a picture. There seemed to be so much space in the Orange Lands. There wasn't much in the landscape, a few interesting rock formations, but most of it was just orange, dusty desert. There were some cactuses, and there were some tumbleweeds in the picture, and the more the boys looked, the more the sand whipped in the wind, and the tumbleweeds started to move. And then, before they knew it, there they were, The first thing they noticed before they even opened their eyes was the beating heat on their skin. 
Kester was right when he said it was hot here, said Willem. I know, said John. Quick, let's shelter under that big rock formation. There's some shade. The two of them hurried and hid in the shade of a big orange rock formation. As they looked out at the landscape in front of them, they felt intimidated. Kester had not over-exaggerated when he told them of how hot it was there. What are we to do, said John. I don't know, said Willem, but we certainly can't go out in that heat. We'll just have to sit here until it cools off a little. They sat there and they sat there, looking only at the dancing wind as it whipped around the sand and the tumbleweeds slowly moving across. After a while, though, it did cool off, although only a little, and they felt that maybe evening was approaching. They looked out of the nothingness that was interrupted only by a few mounds and rocky outcrops, and they started to daydream as they sat there. Jan's daydream was broken as he spotted something. Look, he said to Willem, look. There in front of them was a smallish person covered entirely in fur. They had kind-looking eyes and big twitchy ears. Look, said Jan. Hello, he said, jumping to his feet. This person spotted him, and instead of stopping to say hello, it ran and dived down a hole. Well, isn't that most bizarre, said Jan. Come on, let's see if we can find them. They stood up and started to walk towards the hole that this person had disappeared down. And when they did, they noticed there was more of these creatures. Six more, in fact, and they'd all frozen, stock still. Well, Jan and Willem thought this was funny. They obviously thought that Jan and Willem couldn't see them, but they could. They stood there like the cross between humans and highland cows, and they hardly blended in. Hello, said Jan. Hello. As he approached them, they all ran and did the same. They darted down these holes. How incredibly bizarre, said Jan. Half chuckling, Jan and Willem walked up to one of these holes. They had to see where these people were going. But when they got to the hole, they looked down to see none other than a furry bottom blocking up the hole. Is that a bottom? said Jan. I think it is, said Willem, for they could tell by the fluffy tail that twitched there in the hole. Um, hello, said Jan. Is there anybody there? No, said a voice. Nobody here. Are you sure there's nobody here, said Jan, because somebody said, nope, nobody's here. There was a silence. The boys walked round to the other holes, and to their surprise, each and every hole was blocked up with a fairy bottom. This is so strange, said Willem. After asking again, hello, is there anybody here? And getting the same response, nope, nobody here. Well, Willem didn't know what else to do, so he sort of knocked on the bottom. Hello, he said. Um, I, I can tell there's somebody here because, well, somebody must belong to this bottom. The bottom shook and grunted. Hmm. Look, I just want you to know, said Jan, that we come in peace. We are here to help you. We have come from Kester, from the Greenlands, and we are trying to rebuild a prism to protect our land from the Mora. We have already got the yellow crystal and now we need to find the orange crystal. Can you help us? He shouted. With that, the bottom shook again and it disappeared down a hole and was replaced 
by a kind-looking face. Orange crystal, it said. Hmm. The little face quickly disappeared again, and they heard a voice saying, Rumpelpom, Rumpelpom. With that, out of each hole popped a furry face with big, brown, kind eyes and twitchy ears. Okay, follow me, said the little furry person. No, follow me, no, follow me, no, follow me, follow me, follow me, said all the other heads. Jan and Willem smiled, and they followed this fairy person down the hole. It was dusty, but it didn't take long for the tunnel to open out into a big cavern. In the cavern, there was lots and lots of these creature people things. And no sooner had Jan and Willem risen to their feet, and they were all surrounding them, asking them lots of questions. Hello, where do you come from? Why are you here? Why do you look like that? What are these hats? What's the tussly bits? What is your name? How old are you? The creature person that had led them down suddenly told all of the others to back off. Back off, let them arrive. Don't ask too many questions at once. Come on, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. All of the others sat down and they looked with big brown eyes expectantly at Jan and Willem, as if they wanted to hear the whole story. Um, okay, said Jan, who felt a little put on the spot. We are Jan and Willem. And we've been sent here by Kester, and he lives in the green lands, and he needs to find a crystal from each of the lands to rebuild the prism that protects Aralan from the Mora. We are here to find the orange crystal. As soon as they said orange crystal, one of them said, Well, I've got the orange crystal. And for a flicker of a moment, they were hopeful. But then all the others began to, Oh, no, 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 I've got the orange crystal. No, I have, no, I have, no, I have, no, I have. And they all ran off down little tunnels that came into the big chamber. They all returned and they did all indeed have orange crystals. But none of those crystals were glowing and special beyond all others. Thank you, said Jan Willem, but, but I think what we really need is a big, glowing, special, magical, more magical than all others kind of orange crystal. Hmm, they all grunted. Well, said one of them, tonight, when the sun sets, come with me because every night there is a big orange glow that goes into the sky and it's not from the sun because it's in a different place than the sun. Maybe that is your orange crystal, he said. This does sound interesting, said Jan. So that evening, they were led back up to the surface. And indeed, as the sun went down, there was a glowing shaft of light coming from far in the distance. That does look interesting, said Jan Willem, and I can't think of a better place to start. Stay the night, stay the night, stay the night, they all said. OK, OK, said Jan and Willem, we have nowhere else to go. And so these excited fairy people led them down back into the main chamber and off into some of the side tunnels. They showed them all the little snug rooms that came off of the side tunnels and they led them to one of their very own. It was lined with straw and it was the perfect temperature, not too hot and not too cold. Jan and Willem settled in for the night and they felt like little bunny rabbits as they snuggled up for the night.